Hello and welcome to another episode of Edgeguard, a podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. My name is Blake. I'm joined as always by my co-host Jordan. That's me. I am and the Jordan. Today, you are the Jordan. Always the Jordan. Ever the Jordan we be. Uh, ever. Uh, ever. Uh, this week we played a game called Licorice. Uh, by okay, so this is who it's by is a, a little bit confusing. It's by on itch. It's d l a r e m e dot itch dot i o. Glaring. Uh, but uh, the handle on Twitter is Elm Dare, which they're uh, anagrams of the, each other. Yes. So I'm not sure what the I'm not sure what the official <laughs> which one's the original, which here. one's the anagram. Yeah, but uh, we we mentioned this last week, but this game. Uh, was actually it, it cost money it cost eight dollars uh which is a little bit more i mean it's a little it's it's on the higher end of the games we've played for this podcast yeah not the highest um, but higher no however we we were given uh, a key to this game by the game's creator uh which is a first for us which yeah, is uh it's both it's cool but also it you know introduces a little bit of a uh some some untracked territory yeah um so we thought so we'd just give you all a head up heads up yeah yeah full disclosure like we were given keys to this game however there was no agreement uh that we would (laughs) you know say nice things about it it was just like hey here are some keys since you guys do a podcast about games you can play it if you want and then we said okay we will play it yeah it's like uh like one day steam just started warning people when you get the game for free in the review section i guess (laughs) we're (laughs) we're doing that um, uh, one go. other thing I will say is, I'm, is then their name on Twitter is Boris. Well, it's at Elmdare. The handle, is, handle is Elmdare, but, but then they listed as Boris. Listed as Boris. And I will call them Boris if we refer to them in this description, in this podcast episode, because that's easier to say than yeah, Dlarim. Uh, yeah, or Elmdare. Or Elmdare. Honestly, <laughs> Boris. Boris. Let's call them Boris. And Boris. Boris is unknowable. Unknowable, Much yes. like this yes. game. Why don't you tell the people what boris has created <laughs> i don't know i don't know what boris has created i know that i like it but i don't know what, yeah, yeah, yeah. what like it's uh so uh I, okay i kind of know what it is so it's kind of an exploration music soundscape generation it's first game. person yeah it's a first person game and you're sort of in this environment that's made of these sort of inky black shiny rolling hills and mountains yeah uh, i feel like it you, reminded me of like the dark spirit realm from lord of the rings or something huh like, okay i could see that where the nazgul are like stabbing yeah, yeah. Frodo in the although gut. i think yeah, there's yeah. like there tends to be like buildings and trees and stuff in the nazgul one this one's just like yeah hills it's just slick inky black mountains yeah yeah uh and it's uh, you you kind of run around at incredibly high speeds generally, <laughs> uh, and you experience these uh, large geometric. They're kind of like cubey things in the ground, and then you find these like little small cubies. And if you interact with them, then things happen, and you generate sounds. Uh, yes. So that may sound like a really vague description, but that's this game defies description a little bit. It's uh Well, maybe one short thing to say about it is uh it's going to be a contender for Vibius Vibes next year. I'll tell you I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. 
Yeah, I, I was thinking game... that like <laughs> the first like ten yeah, minutes the... of playing this game, I was like, oh man, if only you had you had been played, but earlier three weeks earlier, <laughs> you may be in yeah. the vibiest vibes category. <laughs> yeah, this this game is. Uh, I don't know where to start with it. Uh, maybe let's start with sound, uh, since that is an important aspect. I would say. Yeah. Um, or do you think we should start somewhere else? Well, I was thinking we would start by describing our mutual failure to realize what you can even do in this game. Okay. Because then yeah. I, I feel like that sort of like, for someone who hasn't played it, walks you through the kind of like experience of confusion of yeah. the game. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. So, so yeah, go ahead. Go. Go ahead. Okay. So we were both... We both played this game for like a few. Blake played it before me, and then I played mm-hmm. it for a bit. Um, and I could not figure out for life of me like how you do any of the things. So like mm-hmm. one of the main mechanics is uh, these little smaller cubes that Blake mentioned. If you press space, it brings up this weird like interface or something like that. Like and a then heads up display. Heads up display almost. And then you can click on them with your heads up display, and they'll a pillar will appear uh, with some like flashing white and orange lights in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, if you click on it again, it'll turn orange and you can walk through it and it's a portal to another one. Um, Wait, what? No, do you never do that? <laughs> it's, a por- it's a portal? <laughs> <laughs> okay, see... When we were, te- this is a great what example. When we, oh were, my when, God. when we were texting each other, you were, I got the impression that you were taking longer to connect the beams than I was. Yeah, it's because I was running back and forth oh, between them. Man, okay. Did it, okay, so, so when you, when you, you can, this, it's so hard to describe this. Yes. So the, basically it's a pillar. So it's a big rectangular pillar. Yes. On two of the sides that are, uh, you know, on opposite sides, it's got these little grids of lights that are basically act as sort of like a musical step sequencer, uh, where mm. you like click to turn them on. And then each one has represents sort of like a musical element and it's sort of, uh, looping. And, uh, if it's lit up, then it'll like, you know, add a sound to the sort of soundscape of the game. Yeah. Uh, and then the other two sides, uh, you can either right or left click. If you right click, they, turn white and if you left click no no is that opposite um so i'm not one click sure makes it white one click makes it orange my strategy tended to be frantic clicking <laughs> so, okay <laughs> so sure. so is it a portal no matter what color it is on the sides or like i think so i never encountered problems with it uh it just like turns orange in the middle um uh-huh. wh- what's tricky about it is some of them so i wasn't mm-hmm. sure it, what the deal with this was, but you, mm-hmm. as far as I can tell, you can't jump. And, um, the, some of the, them are too high for you to get on. So you can't oh, actually okay, get through the they're portal. On like a slope. Yeah. Hmm. And others, it was easy to, to get through the portal. So I don't know what that's about. And it just teleports you to the, the one that will be connected. The corresponding. It. Damn it. I can't yeah. believe like, how did I not? I mean, I guess I just never walked into it. I think the thing with that is they don't, they don't seem big enough to that a person would fit in them. I can um, see that. And also some of them, like if the first one you encountered, I don't know, it was very confusing. Some of them are like a little bit raised off the ground. Some of them are very close to the ground. 
And the ones that mm. are a little bit raised off the ground, it also doesn't even look like you can quite reach the portal. So mm. I was... Hmm. I think I just got lucky, and the first one I did you was kind of like on a slope, so if you walk coming from above, it's very easy to get into the portal. I don't know. There was one of them that, as hard as I tried, I could not get in the portal. Yeah. So I huh. don't know what that was about. Yeah. So that, that's an important thing, is that this game uh, communicates literally nothing about itself explicitly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, you just get dumped on this, like, inky black hillside, and you're left to your own devices. Um, so yeah, I played probably 40 minutes of it uh, mm-hmm. yesterday or the day before, uh, before you had ever touched it. Just kind of like walking around. I discovered you sort of... Um, actually, this is... Uh, I wanted to talk about sound because uh, if you if you pay careful attention, and I was wearing... Head- I happened to be wearing headphones the first time I played, so this helped mm. a lot. But the sound definitely guides you, especially at first, because... There's only like one sonic element and uh, sounds in this game are uh, actually placed within the world. Not all of them, but most of them are actually like uh, exist within the world and have like uh, proximity. So if you're closer to the thing that is creating the sound, then it's present. And as you get far away, it'll dissipate and go away. Uh, But also as you like turn your character's head which you might be hearing by me turning my head around yeah, so I good can't demonstration. hear me on the mic. <laughs> um, then the, the, the sound will sort of get pulled away. And I, I, it, the, the first sound you hear sort of draws you into like the first valley where you experience your first like big geometric cube thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Which has some really nice like visual uh, distinction since it's like these big, like rolling hilly mountains. And then these like this, like very geometric cube. But anyway, you walk up to that and then there's like some weird shit happens. And then it's starts doing this thing where it'll like whip your camera to the first like pillar and just like, and then it's like, Oh, I got it. And if you try and like look away or walk in the other direction, it just like whips you back. Uh, so that it, that's the only, that's like the most direction you get. Is it being like, Hey, no walk over this thing. Um, yeah. And once you go, then you kind of start learning. You're just like, all right, well, I'm just going to start hitting random buttons and figure <laughs> out what's going on. And so at that point, I just sort of like clicked. The pillar came up. I like realized that it made some little uh, added some sonic elements. And I was like, OK. And then I realized when I was holding space, there are those beams of light that shoot up. So I run over to the nearest one and then I activate it. That's another pillar and I mess with the music some more. And then I end up running around for, you know, 30 more minutes, kind of just like messing with the sounds and seeing what's happening. And then I was kind of like, well, I don't think I've got the entire picture of this game, but I also don't think I'm going to figure anything else out. So I'm going to yeah. wait till Jordan plays it and see what he says. And then you yeah. basically ended up saying the same thing. I did the same thing, s- but I watched a, I I had a sense. I was like, I'm mm-hmm. missing something because I remember on the on the itchio page it's there's a trailer the, there's like a trailer where there's like these crazy beams mm-hmm. of orange light getting shot out of the pillars i was like well mm-hmm. that never happened to me so i'm missing something uh mm-hmm. and i watched a youtube video of someone playing it this person was even more confused than we were and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they i don't even know what they did but they did s- at the time i didn't know what they did uh yeah. but they activated the pillar and orange light shot out of it so i texted i texted you blake and i was like dude what the hell <laughs> how yeah. do you make and then this i watched happen? the video and i was like dude i don't know what the hell and then i 
uh, got tempted to jump back into the game and then ended up playing it for another, you know, hour after yeah. by I since I watched that video, I saw the light coming out of the pillar and I was like, I bet you if you do something to the pillar, it'll shoot out and connect light to another pillar. So I found a pillar where I could kind of see that it was pointing toward another pillar close by and I just started trying everything and if you right click at the right location on the pillar, then it shoots out lights toward uh-huh. the like it's matching pair pillar and if yeah. you go and light that one up then the light beams connect and then there's like a big i don't know like a star looking thing like little like yeah. a point with a bunch of little motes of light shooting out from it and then right i didn't the even know yeah yeah i didn't know that that did anything and then you discovered that if you right click again then it like yeah. turns into a black hole singularity <laughs> and then it like s- shoots out and like teleports you somewhere else and then like a new musical element gets added after that oh does a new oh a new musical element maybe it's maybe it's not every time it might not be every time but oh. i think like every time i i definitely know the first time i did it then it's like oh here's a sound i haven't heard before uh what the and then hell? i think after maybe like every 10 or so after that then it would be like okay here's a new thing that i haven't heard before yeah, uh, and also then the big cubes start flying up into the sky. There's so many yes. things, and, and I don't have like, explanations for any of them. Yeah, we know <laughs> we're not even sure that we did end up getting encountering all the stuff because like once we were winding down, uh, and we had sh- so after you activate the singularity for any one of the pairs of pillars, uh, mm-hmm. one of the huge cubes will float into the air and then just kind mm-hmm. of float there like looks like i don't know 200 yards in the air or something like that mm-hmm. and then um eventually i realized that if you right click on the well you have your heads up display up and you're reasonably close to them if you right click on them they'll start moving around in like weird erratic directions mm. and, and they also it, and like light sound. up they also light up with an orange light yeah, too yeah Okay, and so like when they first go up, they're not lit up. Yeah. I don't know what's causing them to light up, but I just started noticing that some of them are lit yeah. up with an orange light. Um, okay, so something happened in mine that I'm mm-hmm. cur- I'm curious what happened in yours. After I had activated like maybe eight of the cubes and they were like all in the sky, mm-hmm. I noticed that they were all gone. I was like, "What the hell?" And I ran mm-hmm. over, and they were all they're in all the, congealed together, congealed in the into center. one. Yeah, mm-hmm. that did happen to you yep. too. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, so all of this is to say that, like, <laughs> this game is utterly confounding, but not in an exclusively frustrating way, because it captures a feeling that's really hard to get nowadays, which is that, uh, so, I mean, with the internet existing, you can almost, yeah. like, always with a game, find an answer, like, what the hell is going on with this? How does it work? Uh, how does it work, exactly, mm-hmm. and... Partially, this is a uh, um, a result of it being like a, a very small game uh, or maybe just not a well-known game. There's just not the material. There's not enough people playing it to be out there like talking about what's happening in it. Yeah. Uh, but also, uh, ju- I think it even even still, I feel like it would still be like pretty confounding. And it, it's a cool thing to still have. Uh, because it yeah. doesn't happen that much anymore. I feel like uh, I have basically always lived in the uh, internet age. Although when I was, I remember being a young enough kid that like we weren't really allowed to just like go ham on the internet. And I remember talking <laughs> about video games and having like those weird things of like, oh well, if you like type in this and this and this, then uh, 
then you can play as Spider-Man or something. And it's just like, oh, no, it's like, yeah, oh, my uncle works at Nintendo. And he like, they totally put it in there. I'm like, no, you're, you're stupid, man. You're full of shit, uh, man. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. bullshit. Your uncle doesn't work for fucking Nintendo, dude. Uh, but, but yeah, it's like a, a, a thing that doesn't happen that much anymore of just like, yeah. I, the only way I can get answers is by, it's by going deeper. I got to connect more pillars. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a great, like, example of the fact that, like, having a kind of, like, stone-faced, like, attitude, like, Mm. the game, when the game is just, like, mute, silent, just doesn't tell you anything, sometimes it's Mm -hmm. frustrating, but sometimes it's, like, it creates a, like, feeling of enchantment and magic that, like, Mm. no, that, like, you just can't get if the game tells you how to play it. When it just, like, dumps you in there and is, like, okay, here's the thing. And you can just have to like stumble through it till something happens. Then it makes like the feeling of discovering something like genuinely, like thrilling in a way that, mm. uh, in a way that you don't often get in games. So the one, I mean, I will say that I do from time to time. I do feel like I do get that feeling in games. Sure. The first time I played the original Dark Souls, there was just a lot oh, of stuff yeah. where you're just like you stumble in a new area, you don't know what anything does. And there is like a, a skeleton a, kicks your ass. A skeleton kicks your ass. You're like, what the fuck was that? And uh, then you kick his ass and then he comes back alive. Um, and so there is a little bit of that kind of um, just like, like what in the world is this object I'm interacting with? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think it, we, we talk about a lot of games being like exploration games. Uh and this is, I feel like it's a different level of like experimentation or exploration. Cause it's not just like, oh, I'm like running around a big world where like all these things exist. It's like a, you're like exploring, you have no idea what's possible. So you're not yes, just exploring yes. a like finite space, you're exploring the possibility of this world, which it's normally not, I yeah. feel like normally you're exploring to see landmarks or locations. Whereas this, you're like plumbing the like existence of every object in this game to try to figure out its significance yeah, or lack thereof. <laughs> like yeah. what the hell? Yeah. Uh, I was reminded of, um, I wish I should have looked it up beforehand. There's this, mm-hmm. uh, I read an excerpt from a book for a class once. Um, mm-hmm. it might've been called, I want to say it was called something like the cultural aspects of computation or something like that. But Mm. it was in, it was written in the eighties when, you know, personal computing was just starting to be a thing. And it was Mm -hmm. an ethnographer who, um, who like detailed people's like, uh, encounters with computers. And one of the things that she found was that like, almost no matter how much someone knows on an intellectual level about, like the application they're using or the, mm-hmm. or even computers in general, there's just something about like computers as an object and computer interactivity. that just like remains fundamentally like mysterious to people. Hmm. It's just like people would almost always like tend to resort to like language of like magic to distri- describe the computer because there's just something about the way that the, the underlying processes are so like foreign to someone interfacing with a computer that it just is like like fundamentally strange and magical huh. and i feel like so that a little bit less of that now that like we're so like inundated with computation and most people have like mm-hmm. a, a general understanding of how like computers work 
Um, mm. But I think that we, there is something of that feeling that still gets captured in like certain video games that like strip mm. away instructions and just sure. like drop you in this in this world where like your your sense of engagement with the world is almost just built around the question of like how does this work? Like, I literally don't even know how this thing I'm using works. Yeah. So I'm I'm interested that you brought that up. I have actually haven't like I'm not aware of this uh, this reading that you're describing, but it's an interesting thing that I uh, feel strongly about as a computer scientist because uh, I think even today people uh, are so afraid of computers, and part of it is the reason that I think uh, like computer scientists, software developers are like such a hot commodity is because. It, computers are this weird boogeyman like yeah. it's like we use them all the time but so many people are afraid of like understanding how they actually work and troubleshooting like problems because they think it's mm. like some crazy unknowable thing yeah but like i don't know my my opinion as a computer scientist is that a, many many more people could understand it if they weren't so afraid and if yeah. we taught it in public schools and required it uh at like a um a primary or secondary level that uh the world would be a better place and yeah we that, do that. that's true there there is a there is a you know the obvious dark side to like computational obfuscation which is that like mm. people don't know the ways that like their social media algorithms are manipulating the content they see Right? Like, yeah, and so there are absolutely even... ways that, like, we're we're looking the one like good way that it exists mm -hmm. is sometimes there are cooler video games. <laughs> well, yeah, and the other thing is like not even on the level of like I don't understand how an algorithm works, but just like understanding binary and how computers interpret data and yeah. how computer like how code tells a computer what to do and how like you can understand that stuff at a basic level and it will make your life so much better when you're like thinking about computers <laughs> and using computers because you have like just it's it's not that hard to understand like and i think i feel confidently that almost anyone that could graduate from an american high school could take C the CS 101 class, the like base level easiest computer science yeah. class and be totally fine and it would enhance their life uh i think that's sorry probably i'm getting true. On, i'm getting on my high horse here but this yeah. is something i feel passionately yeah, I think about that's right the, the thing about i mean as someone who has taken cs 101 and 102 and no mm -hmm. more it's the it's remarkable i think you're right it is it's something that is worth doing but mm -hmm. it's remarkable how quickly like l computer things become demystified like you do yeah. something you do something for a week and it just seems uh -huh. like less like yeah that's exactly what i'm like, saying a week later you're like oh like i get kind of how this works it's like oh here's how code like these weird words you see on a screen in a movie has no meaning to you and then you just realize like oh it's yeah. just like an instruction and it's the it has to be put a specific way so a computer can yeah. understand it because it's not a brain but yeah. um and then a month later yeah. you can like read it yeah exactly it's you know I don't know. Again, I'm getting on my high horse because it's something that I feel passionately <laughs> yeah, about. The, the, I, I, I think they, I would agree with you. Um, okay. Although we should probably go back to the game. <laughs> yeah, probably we should. Uh, 
I so before we uh, we like move on too far from like talking about the sort of sense of wonder in the space, I want to talk about something that people uh, say a lot, or it's like a, a a selling point for like big AAA games, mm. and it's uh, like so common that it's become like a, a kind of a parody of itself, which is like you see that tower over there, you can go there. <laughs> you can so there's like go there. yeah, there, there, there's like this whole thing of like. And that, like, I feel like every time the, like, next big open world game comes out, there's, like, some comparison that the company puts out of, like, here's our world versus Skyrim's world, and it's eight times, excuse me, eight times bigger, and so it's better, or something. And there's, like, this weird value on, like, oh, the world is so big, but you can still go all the places, and, like, you can see that, but you're, like, really in it. Yeah, nothing Uh, nothing is just a backdrop. Yeah, and, like, as much as games, like, flaunt that, like, so much of that is, like, smoke and mirrors or it's either smoke and mirrors or it doesn't really add any value to the game. I think very few, like, modern AAA open world games actually, like, fulfill that promise in a way that is meaningful and, like, cool and, uh, I don't know. I can't think of a good word. Well, I'm currently playing Breath of the Wild, so there are some notable exceptions. what I was just going to (laughs) say. That's what I was going to say, is that game does it really well, and I feel like this is one of the only other games in recent memory, Licorice, where I feel like uh, that sense of scale feels so much more real. Like, Breath of the... And I'm glad you brought up Breath of the Wild, because I feel like this game and that game share how I feel about the environment and that mm. like standing on this mountain, it doesn't feel like a video game. Cause like, even when you can say like, you can go there, it's like on a technical level, I'm not sure that this is existing as you're describing. Like it's just, it's uh, I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to describe, but it, it doesn't feel like usually you're going to be like dipping back into like trees or something. So you're not going to see the whole pathway there. You're not going to be able to keep your eye on that, on that thing in the distance the whole time you're making your way there. Whereas like breath of the wild, you can do that and you're covering a huge distance, but you can be mindful of it the whole time. And like the, the, the way that space is realized is like so uh, complete that you really feel like you're trekking. And this game does the same thing, despite the fact that you can cover ground so, so quickly. Like you, you, we haven't talked that much about the movement, but you it's basically weird. like you kind of hold. Yeah, it is really weird. You kind of like hold shift and it's not just like a fixed sprint. Like you kind of glide along and it kind of just makes you like fr- frictionless. You just kind of like glide yeah. along the ground. And you speed up and you slowly. Get going. You don't instantly go to this. The yeah. Speed. Yeah. You just you sort of like slowly pick up speed and then you're like hauling ass. You're going really fast. And there's also a sound that it makes it. Yeah. Like your, fo- like a, your footsteps sound weird. They sound like, like I guess you're like walking through the water or something. But well, I it's guess like a musical. It's I don't know. It has to do with it being sort of like a musical soundscape. To oh, me. is it? Is it's just another piece? Is of it like the, on Yeah, me? if you listen to it, it's like rhythmic. Oh, yeah, no. yeah. And it also huh. pans back and forth from ear to ear. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, it reminded me of the sound because I've been playing a shitload of Breath of the Wild lately. The sound yeah. that the little uh, guardian, the small guardians make when they walk. Oh yeah, pitter patter of their run feet. around. Sure, <laughs> sure. Um, anyway, we should talk about the uh, the the visuals in this game. Because yeah, okay. I think they're the thing that made me be like, okay, we should play this game. <clears throat> Some random guy DM'd us on Twitter, gave us a key to his game. I don't know how I feel about this, and then I looked looked at, at the, the picture. No, that's literally like, oh, okay. that's literally what happened. <coughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, they're stunning. It's like yeah. 
it's the landscape is this like so just like the shadows and like contrast of like dark to light is like so mm -hmm. it's it's amazing how dramatic it can be when it's just black and white. I mean with the exception of the orange yeah. lights, mm -hmm. but like it's all black and white and it's just like such a like crazy stark background with all these dramatic shadows. Mm -hmm. Um like the second you're dropped in there it's just like whoa, what is this place? Yeah, and kind of like a low-hanging, like, hazy fog for yeah. things in the distance. A little bit uh, foggy. The reflectiveness, I mean, it, like, it almost looks like the ground is wet or the... It is wet. If you look at if you look at it closely at the right angle, it's literally, like, seeping liquid, and it's, like, animating Ugh. seeping. It's got, like, a, like a oh, shader on it that. that's, like, like, wet rock. It looks like a, you know, uh, like a river where there's just, just like there's water just barely washing over a rock it's just like sitting high enough in the water that's what it looks like if you look really close it's oh. uh it's unique and alien and like it is alien you said that it's like a good word yeah it's like largely black and white like it is oppressively black like it is yeah. so dark yeah and then like also so bright and uh i think the the thing that they do that I think really sells it that makes it look really striking is just how, um, like kind of oppress, like the effects are just so overblown. It's like, uh, there's mm -hmm. this, you got this really dark, dark and like the lighting is kind of weird. Like if you look at the ground, like you just won't be able to see anything. The, your whole screen will just turn black. And then at times when you're like cresting a hill and there's yeah, like light coming from again. the other yeah. side, like you can't really see. It's like so like everything in it is like turned up to 11. It's like every graphical effect. It's like, okay, we downloaded this like uh, this like dark shadow uh, effect from the, the asset store and we just turned every dial on it to 11. Oh. And it seems like that would – end up with something that's like really like un unsubtle or like not nuanced at all. Uh, but I think the way that they like have the, these effects like interact with each other and if, and with the world uh, as you move through it, like really make it something rich. And I think that's what makes it so striking. It's just like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's hard to quantify. If you like look at, yeah. at, at images of it, I think you'll yeah, understand. You at least go I, to the, even if you don't want to play, you should go to the itch page and just look at the pictures. It's yeah. Just, I don't know. It's just so striking. And it, it yeah. for me, it really gets its payoff when you get the first moment of intense contrast, which is when oh, you, yeah. when you first hit those orange lights and turn them on and they blast out of the pillar, it's just yeah. like, whoa holy it like, shit it's like a visceral experience just like you, oh, yeah. the the orange contrast against the black and then also the orange reflecting on the on the wet ground is oh yeah also trippy as hell yeah i actually should uh maybe i'll share these i actually was taking screenshots of this game because it was so yeah. like striking that it's just like i i was uh, it's not a steam game or, or maybe it exists on steam. I don't know. We, we have an itch code, but, um, I was doing like print screen and then like <laughs> alt tabbing out and going to Microsoft paint and like pasting the image in and saving it. Uh, oh, because I, that. it does have stable like the, alt tabbing. So <laughs> yeah, which is great. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I captured like 11 or 12 screenshots of just like crazy shit that can happen in this game and it all feels organic it doesn't feel and it, it, it doesn't feel like something that was predetermined of like all right here's how this is going to look it just feels like we put the in place all the things to make this game 
look this way, but we maybe no one else has seen exactly these specific images. Like, yeah. Oh, it's, I'm looking at them right now and I'm just like, damn, these are cool. I want to show these to people. <laughs> you should, maybe we'll post them on the Twitter. Yeah. I was just thinking about doing the same Gameplay thing. Gameplay screenshots. The best ones. Um, um, one thing, were you, did you ever get in this game? Like, uh, like an interstellar vibe. <laughs> The, the something about the like oh, the orange lights on the black background reminded me mm-hmm. of some of the yeah some of the I shots actually, of Interstellar. I didn't think um, about that, but now that you mention it, like yeah, I think there's something that I think Interstellar had the same thing of like the really stark contrast, like very striking, like lights shooting off into mm-hmm. uh, infinity, like. Uh, the the scene in Interstellar where spoilers for Interstellar if you uh, care yeah, about whatever. that <laughs> what is what is it a four year old movie anyway um when at the end when he's in like the weird fourth dimensional library thing yeah, and when it's he like, went into the singularity bring yeah it back and to you this can game. like oh yeah there you go it's all connected but when you uh can sort of see the the room like extending on yeah. into forever it has a similar thing where it's like these big bands of light going off way into the distance and totally enveloped in blackness and i think that's what uh maybe the similarity you're drawing or also yeah. Yeah. when they like go into the black hole that whole effect uh-huh. um yeah that was another thing i wanted to point out was that the the gravitational lensing effect in this when you create the singularities it makes all the sometimes it seems a little glitchy but mm-hmm. for the most part it's just like all the mountains like to the side of the black hole as it also looks really cool if you make the black hole near one of the cubes uh mm. you can like see the the cubes doing this like weird distortion yeah where they like flicker in and out uh one thing yeah. i found that was cool is if you like uh, start the black hole so it's growing and then you turn on a nearby pillar and like have it shoot its beams out to its uh, twin and then you oh. like stand on the other side then it like will distort the beams shooting out oh i never did cool that that sounds look. cool yeah and like that's kind of what i mean is like none of it feels like it was all specifically like oh i'm gonna have it so they could do this it's just like all of these different like intense uh graphical like almost harsh graphical effects exist and uh-huh. you can kind of like with them. force them to interact with each other yeah. uh organically to be like oh wow that's a really crazy visual that maybe no one else has seen playing this game yeah yeah i tried shooting the uh orange lights through one of the cubes because once you get to the point where they're floating in the air and they've clumped together you can click on them a bunch and they will like dance around and I was able mm. to get one of them in a position where you can shoot the oh. light through it. Didn't do anything. Okay. Huh. huh. Bummer. Yeah. It's the kind of game that makes you want to do that though. You're like, I oh, wonder absolutely. what happens if X. It's definitely conducive to poking and, and prodding poking, for sure. Yes. <laughs> Lots of, poking. um, so did you have any other, I think we've covered all of our major uh, talking points. Did you have any um, other, like, little things? Well, you one thing to... I did want to say is the, the person, I don't know if this is true, but the person mm-hmm. who I watched that YouTube video of said that it's a VR game and man, Ooh. would this be weird to play in VR? Yeah. Um, it'd, be, it'd probably be really cool, especially with the, that actually would. makes, that actually makes the sound make more sense to me. Cause I feel like in mm. VR, uh, like the, the directionality like, of sound is really yeah, yeah like yeah. that's really something that is going to put you in into the game and i feel like 
VR is one of the few things where you can assume if someone's playing a game in VR, they almost certainly have headphones on. I feel like you don't sure. really play VR without it because if you're being so visually immersed in something, like you might as like why would you not want to be like auditorily immersed in it yeah. as well? Plus, I think it would be or really orally, like maybe. disorienting to have sound coming from a speakers where like if you yeah. turn if you turn your yeah, visual point of reference life, moves exactly but your right. so- sonic point of reference doesn't move i would get dizzy yeah. i get dizzy yeah. easy though so yeah i mean i think that would make anybody dizzy and vr yeah. is notorious for you know people yeah. that don't have any issues with motion sickness being motion sick yeah although um, i have i am notoriously have a problem with motion sickness and when i played with, when i played Vi- the vive it didn't hmm. have any problems at all i was shocked there you go. Um, yeah, that's cool. But I, I definitely would want to uh, try this game in VR if I, if I had the setup. Yeah. It's, uh, it seems like VR would enhance the experience for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about something that's kind of silly and goofy, uh, or it's like a, it's a weird connection that I made. Uh, are you familiar with the game Tribes Ascend? I am not, no. Tribes okay. Ascend. Googling it. So, Tribes Ascend is like a free-to-play first-person competitive like multiplayer shooter. Uh, like, yeah, it kind of does crib like a Halo thing, but I remember playing this in my high school days because it was free-to-play, and it had this <laughs> mechanic. They called it skiing. So basically, it existed in a very similar type of map to this game where it's like a lot of big swooping hills. And basically, the shift key, instead of making you sprint, it made you like jump up on these hover skis, which basically made you your feet frictionless. So like you if you did it at the top of a hill, you could like jump and then turn on the frictionlessness. And like as you hit the, the slope of the hill going downward, you keep the speed of your jump and you like glide along the ground. And if you come up another like the bank of another hill and it like you crest the hill, then you just fly off in these huge arcs. Uh, and so that's like the whole thing of the game is like there's a lot of weapons that are sort of like the Unreal Tournament rocket launcher where like if you shoot the ground near them, mm. you're probably going to kill them. But you're like hurtling through the air super fast. And so the goal is to like be on the ground as little as possible and be moving as fast as possible at all times. Okay. Uh, but it's also like an objective shooter. And so something about the sort of the movement in this game of like, Oh, reminded this, of you, this reminded you of that. Okay. It, yeah, exactly. Like hurtling over the, 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 the landscape of this game at like yeah, really yeah. high speeds. And I think that this was a bug because it seemed like most of the time it, uh, the game tried to like magnetize you to the, to ground. the ground. I did notice yeah. that as well. Like I only sometimes flew through the air. Yeah, um, and I don't know if there's, like, a specific input that you're doing to do that or if it was, like, it, actually a bug, but uh, it happened a- enough times for me to be like, man, I should go back and play Tribes <laughs> Ascend. Because if it is a bug, uh, I almost feel like the bug is better than the... Because <laughs> <laughs> it was really fun when you fly through the air. I yeah, used... Every- I tried to... Um, another one of the, like, experiments I ran in this game would have been easier if I could fly through the air all the time which was mm-hmm. I managed to get one of the cubes at in like a mountainside at such an angle that you could, I could stand on top of it. And mm-hmm. I thought maybe I could try to ride the cube into the sky. <laughs> uh, and I had to try so hard. Yeah. Uh, it would have been so much easier if I could just jump off a mountain and said yeah. I had to like fidget with the cube until it was in the perfect angle. And then That's it just funny. turned out that once you're standing on the cube and you click to move it, it, uh, you don't move with it's it. It's like, Oh yeah, just clips through or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but anyway, yeah, like 
if you can imagine how fun it was in this game when it happened accidentally, imagine yeah. a game that is designed entirely around how fun it is to do that. That's Tribe Descent. I wonder if it still Maybe. is like running. I bet I'd like it because I was just playing the original Doom, and one of the mm-hmm. most like pleasurable parts of that game is how like smooth you move across the ground. Yeah, and, like that plus ramping off of. Yeah, shit sounds. Yeah, sounds it's, like uh, it would win the games that just feel right. Yeah, it would. We can't <laughs> reference our categories too much. We <laughs> this could be many people's first episode, Jordan. You don't know. That's true. Well, you should go back and watch our edgy awards listen listen to our entire uh previous year of podcasts and then listen to our our yearly award show i mean i did think the award show was a very good episode it's just a lot of just saying okay (laughs) we're losing track uh do you have any other comments about uh licorice um no that was that was all i had cool well uh licorice was a hell of a game thanks boris for sending a code along for those of you out there that don't have codes mm-hmm. i encourage you to um you know consider supporting the game and buying it and experiencing it for yourself i get the feeling that there's still a lot left of this game that we have yet to see so uh, maybe go experience that for yourself uh, uh and in the meantime uh why don't you tell the people what we're gonna play next week jordan uh yes next week we're gonna play a game that's called enhance.computer uh it is a browser-based cyberpunk game that the main sort of like uh draw innovation is that it's got voice commands uh and you like play um it is a cyberpunk uh what is a cyberpunk game you play by yelling at your computer like you're in a movie movie. like because like uh the commands like enhance (laughs) enhance those are the kinds of things you'll do in uh in this game oh, it's by yeah. nicole he uh, or hey i'm not sure um Oof, I'm so excited. i think it'll be seems... fun i've never played uh i mean i guess connect games had some voice commands but they were notoriously yeah. shitty so. what was that what was that like uh tactical combat strategy game where they tried to what? have voice commands oh yeah. and you like and like oh i do remember you'd be like units move forward or yeah, actually yeah. i also, never played it but i remember hearing about that I feel like it was a push they made with the Tom Clancy games because I specifically remember mm. in Tom Clancy's Hawks, which was a game that I owned on Xbox 360 Hawks. because I like jets. It was like a fighter jet, <laughs> like kind jets. of arcade g- game. And I remember you could like uh, it had voice commands where you could try and like tell your your like wingman to help you out. And I remember it not working very well at all because it was like literally just using the headset on the Xbox 360. And I'm like, oh, oh no. Uh, Cover my Sixers. I don't know something dumb. And there was actually someone on the other end manually controlling it. it? <laughs> yeah, it was just a, an intern S- listening very carefully. <laughs> uh, but anyway, oh, okay. Enhanced Computer you can find at Enhanced Computer in your web browser. Browser yeah, game. Just go straight there. It's free. Ooh. Barrier to entry very low. Love very that. Low. The lowest. Um, and in, until then, you can uh, find us on Twitter at EdgeGuardCast. That's where you can are. find the, the tweets of, of we, the, the tweets we We make. tweet out the games, and we tweet at creators when we play their games. Uh, sometimes they tweet back. More and more, they've been tweeting back. It's, uh, it's yeah. 